Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome, everybody, to the Lakers Legacy Podcast, where, while kids often hate getting socks and scarves as gifts for Christmas, don't tell that to the pashmina prophet Kal Kuzma, who, ever since donning that peacock pattern pashmina atop his head in that bizarrely avant-garde photo shoot he had, has been absolutely setting the world on fire, while thankfully also not setting the Lakers' books on fire with his newest extension. In fact... That Kuzmania extension is looking more and more like a bargain deal. What do you think, Alan? Also, do you know what a pashmina is? No. So I was going to ask you, well, what I think is I don't know what that is. So can you please explain? But you think Kakuzma is a bargain deal contract? Yes. Yes, I do think that. Yes to that one. No to what a pashmina is. Okay, so to educate the audience... A pashmina refers to a fine variant of spun cashmere, the animal hair fiber forming the downy undercoat of the Changthangi goat. The word pajm means wool in Persian, but in cashmere, pajm refers to the raw, unspun wool of domesticated Changthangi goats. In short, it is a type of scarf, but of the Changthangi goat variety. And speaking of goats, Alan... I think I have a coupon for one, actually, now that I think about it. So right oh. after we're done recording, I better go find it. Very nice. I almost threw it out. <laughs> well, speaking of Chang Thangy goats, uh, that was Kyle Kuzma tonight. A Chang Thangy goat just absolutely... <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> absolutely thumping the Timberwolves in, in Kuzmania fashion with Anthony Davis out. Uh, on a day where the Clippers lost by 51 points, the Lakers won their game by 36 Thumping the T-Wolves 127-91. to The Lakers are now 2-1, and and in the last two games, their bench is averaging 60 points per game. This team is fantastic. Um, I'm your host, Jonathan Hernandez. I'm joined by my co-host, Alan Riley. Alan, this was a highly lit and highly entertaining game. Before we get to that, though, just wanted to ask you how your Christmas was, and uh, what was your best Christmas gift that you either got for yourself or that you gave somebody else? Yeah, dude. Um, Christmas was great. It was a little different, of course, this year, but all things considered, it, w- it was pretty awesome. I was able to exchange gifts you know, with some people and just see them real quickly and stuff like that, so it was cool. Uh, I got this hat for myself. Uh, it wasn't really supposed to be a Christmas gift. I got it like right after the Dodgers won the World Series, and it just arrived like oh. a couple days ago. Yeah, I almost forgot that I ordered it, actually. So, uh, yeah, Surprise. you can see he got the split. Both teams, it's 
like super detailed with the World Series trophy. I think that's World Series side. Then here's the NBA championship trophy side. So it's pretty awesome. And then I also received this awesome beer bat <laughs> mug. Nice. Uh, so it's a Dodgers World Series champion made out of a bat. That's sick. Drink some adult beverages in it. So uh, I've already consumed adult beverages out of this thing a couple times since Christmas. So, Dude, that's awesome. For uh, people who are listening to this just audio-wise, Alan has a split Dodgers-Lakers championship hat that's uh, like a dark purple and a dark blue, but with gold trim for the Lakers and Dodgers. It says 2020 champions up top. It looks beautiful, Alan. And then the uh, bat he was talking about, oh, it also has the emblems of both of the trophies on each side as well. Uh, and then the bat he's talking about, it's literally a mug, but it's shaped like the top of a bat. But it says 2020 World Series Champions LA. And uh, yeah, those are awesome gifts, man. Cheers. Cheers, indeed. Um, in terms of gifts, I got... I'll talk about gifts that I gave somebody that I thought were pretty cool. Um, my nurse, uh, my nurse, my girlfriend's son is a nurse. She's a frontline worker. She's a, uh, she works in the pediatric ICU unit. So uh, I decided to give her something very practical and useful for her. And so I got these shoes. They're called, the brand is called Clove. And it's essentially like a nurse specific uh, shoe brand that's very like, ergonomic for their feet it's like very lightweight and and soft at the bottom has a really nice cushion but also looks pretty cool as well it kind of looks like a fly knit um so uh, she was very happy with that gift uh so i was glad i was able to give that to her as she is a frontline worker and those are the types of people that we should be appreciating uh this time of the year especially this year and then i also gave her a gag gift um and her gag gift this year was a, a necklace um, that had a little mermaid tail, and then the, it had a circular picture above that mermaid tail featuring Derek Zoolander as a merman. And so that, <laughs> that, that, that is my gag gift to my girlfriend. Yes. Who I actually, before she met me, she had never seen Zoolander before, so I made her oh, watch shoot. Zoolander, and I told her this is my favorite movie ever. And she laughed here and there, but at the end of the movie, she was just like, I don't get it. I don't know why that's your favorite movie. <laughs> I was just like, so you know what? That's okay. You don't have to get it. That is completely fine. I was kind of heartbroken by that, but to just push the issue even more, I decided to make it part of the gag gift and just really, really force the issue that this is funny. Look, merman on your neck. <laughs> merman. Did she get it now? Now Mer- did she get it? Man. She's like, it's funny when you do it, but when I watch it on the screen, it's not funny. I was like, that doesn't so you're make funnier any than sense. Ben Stiller recording her. I mean, apparently, dude, that, apparently. that's a hell of a compliment. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know what? Um, speaking of gag gifts, what Kyle Kuzma gifted the Lakers tonight was not a gag. So that was a weird segue. Um, <laughs> hey, but before smooth. we get into uh, the actual game, as usual, please follow us on Twitter at Lakers Legacy Pod. Please also rate and review us five stars on the Apple Podcast app because the more you rate and review us, that's how many more different colored pashminas you'll see the pashmina prophet Kyle Kuzma rocking on the bench this year to get him in the zone throughout the entire season. I'm not sure that's allowed, uh, but it will look amazing. 
Um, and yeah, so please rate and review us five stars in the Apple Podcast app. We're trying to get to 500. We're currently at 433. It hasn't moved at all. So give us that Christmas present. Um, and also, if you'd like to help us out in any small way financially, please go to patreon.com slash the Lakers Legacy Podcast, where you'll also get some exclusive audio content throughout the year. All right, Alan, let's talk about Kyle Kuzma because uh, it was announced before the game that they were holding Anthony Davis out, and I think all of us knew what that meant. Kyle Kuzma's going to start. Kyle Kuzma's probably going to have a solid game. Now, even while thinking that, I did not expect what occurred in the first quarter into like just the first half, essentially, because the third quarter, he didn't take any shots. He decided to just move the ball around. But that first half from Kyle Kuzma, where he scored 20 points, the shooting, the passing, the defense, the block shots. I mean, it was just Kyle Kuzma went nuclear from every single aspect of the floor and anything that you could imagine doing on a basketball court. Kyle Kuzma did it to the utmost perfection. Um, so yeah, I guess just what were your initial thoughts of Kuzmania here? Because for me, it's, it felt like he ate one of those Mario Kart sparkly star things no. <laughs> where that makes you invincible, where you can literally do, exactly. That was Kyle Kuzma the entire first half, dude. Like he, you can literally do whatever you want. Nothing could stop him. Um, yeah, I've never seen a half like that from Kuzma where everything he touched turned to gold. He, he literally could do no wrong. And I think again, it was less about... We've seen Kyle Kuzma do that from a purely scoring standpoint, but tonight it was like, as I mentioned, every aspect, passing, defense, just right decision-making. So yeah, what were your thoughts on Kuzmania, the Pajmina prophet? Yeah, <laughs> super well-rounded game from Kuz. Um, I agree. Like Once we knew that he was going to be in the starting lineup, it's okay. He's going to be in attack mode. He's going to be super aggressive and all that kind of stuff, which he, he totally was. But uh, I think what was more telling is as the game went on, even after his hot start, you know, he starts distributing. And he was doing so in like a very flashy but controlled way. You mm-hmm. can just feel the energy, right? Like, you know, you can say that flashy passes, I mean, it's just sort of like the icing on the cake. But the way that the momentum was rolling tonight, it became very infectious. And, like, he's the one who who started it, you know? Yeah. And it did start out with him knocking down three straight three-pointers, but his little flip passes, no-look, like, shovel passes and backhanded passes and behind-the-head <laughs> whip-around passes and hookshot passes and, like you said, like, every different kind of thing, right? And, um, <clears throat> yeah, like, old coups, you know, uh, last year coups, year before that coups, maybe as he's trying to do those things, it's, like, well-intentioned. You know, you're trying to, like, get your team up, but sometimes execution might not have been there. It would lead to, like, turnovers, and it's like, whoa, 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 bump the brakes, dude. Like, you don't have to try that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, everything was just coming in the flow, and it was really good to see. And, I mean, how many chase down blocks as a team do we have? And, like, who's had at least one of those? I don't think he had two. He Maybe had three. He had, two. he had three blocks, he, yeah. He had three. Okay. Yeah. Were two of the chase down variety? Yes. Or all three of them were? Okay. Yeah, it's hard to remember because like down. THT had one as well. So like everyone was just like flying around all over the place. And I mean, I would say that he was the catalyst for like mm-hmm. so much of that. And um, you know, it seemed like the rest of the team was on board, you know, with that as well. Uh Bench was going crazy when he was doing his thing. So I mean, everyone knows that there's a lot of pressure on him, even though at this point everyone understands what his role is, but people like to pick on Coos, you know, mm-hmm. for well, however many reasons you want to count. And uh, I, I think I don't think that's like lost on the team. Um, <clears throat> so you you could just see like 
Anthony Davis, who wasn't even involved in playing in the game tonight. Like, they're, like, hyped up for the guy and were very supportive of him tonight. So, it was just fun, dude. It was super lit to watch. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma tonight, a team high plus 38. Um, he had 20 points. <laughs> I know it sounds Jeez. so ridiculous. Uh, he had 20 points, three rebounds, three assists, three blocks, only one turnover, eight of 12 from like the field. more than three assists. I, I know. Well, I was going to I was gonna make that point too. So yeah. eight of 12 from the field, four of six from three. But outside of the three assists, I felt like his hockey assisting tonight, just right. moving the ball in the right direction and zipping it mm. to and fro, which is something we've seen all preseason, right, from him, just kind of making that extra pass for the better shot. Uh, that was in... He, that was in total concert tonight. You totally saw that from his game. So, I mean, in totality, it was probably more like six assists. Um, especially, I think, in the third quarter, there was that one sequence where, like, LeBron pitched it to him at the wing of the three-point arc, and then he drove it in, whipped it behind his head, back to LeBron at the three, and then LeBron passed it to Marcus Gasol for the three-point shot. That was my Mark, favorite sequence. Yeah, Mark didn't even put the ball down. He just kind of flinged it from where he <laughs> caught it. Um, and bang, you know, like Kuzma was so happy after that play. It, he didn't even get the assist, you know, but it's kind of just indicative of how this team is gelling. And honestly, like Kuzma's energy tonight was infectious. Um, and like you mentioned, it seems like the team is on board with like really getting his confidence up because they were making a concerted effort to feed him the ball. They're like, this guy is hot, continue to pitch him the ball. And it seemed like, as opposed to games in the past where it was, again, just offensive centric, I've never seen Kuzma this locked in decision making wise. I think Kuzma's biggest weakness thus far in his young career has been just he has sort of like a low basketball IQ because things are moving too quickly for him. You can tell he wants to make the right play, but things are just not clicking or firing on all cylinders. Tonight, it was. Everything was firing on all cylinders for him. And if you can get... Usually, you use the term getting hot when it comes to shooting, but it felt like decision-making-wise, Kuzma was getting hot, you know? And it was such a sight to see. And I don't remember... Outside of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, how many other players in the past like six years post-Kobe do you remember sort of affecting a game in all those different facets when they're on like that? Maybe D'Angelo, you know? Occasionally. Occasionally. But not, but not even like defensively. Right, right. You know? This is like both sides of the floor. That was bizarre. So, I mean, I, I even tweeted it out like, Kuzma knows he can't win MVP off of just one quarter right? Or can he? Because it, it, it seems like it. So, I mean, just a phenomenal overall game by Kuzma doing everything. Man, I just lost my train of thought. I, oh, I guess I was going to say it, it's, I think fans, especially after the last year, have just forgotten what a talent this guy is and what his ceiling truly is. Because it's not like we haven't seen these things before. They've just come in very disconnected parts. You know, we've seen the scoring in one game. We've seen the defense in another. We've seen some of the passing in other games. Tonight, he just brought it all together, right? And I, I tweeted it out tonight, but in the, dra in the 2017 draft class, Kuzma is number three in points scored behind Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell. That's insane. But people have just seemingly forgotten that because the last year he just floated on the perimeter and only scored 12.8 points. But this is what the dude is capable of. And this is why you don't willy nilly just trade him for Nemanja Bielitsa or, you know, whoever. Like, I, mean, I don't know how many names we've run through at this point that people wanted to trade Kuzma for.
just forgetting that he can do stuff like this. The name of the game, though, with him is consistency, but it's never been a question of whether or not Kuzma can do something like this when he gets the minutes and the opportunity, right? Because again, as I mentioned, what did we all say when we found out Kuzma was starting? Oh, he's probably going to put up 20 points, which is exactly what he averages when he starts, right? And so, I mean, it was just, uh, I mean, vindicating to see Kuzma do that again, probably vindicating for himself as well to sort of just just play a very smart, beautiful game. Uh, with that said, speaking of beautiful games, let's shift to Mark Gasol. I mean, talk about a Laker that got off to a, a rough start in terms of actual regular season play. He was looking slow-footed <laughs> like these first few games. Uh, he's getting beat off the dribble by all these stretch fives, and we're like, what is his purpose if he's continually having to you know, jump out to the three-point line and then just get beat? Because he can't even take advantage of his rim protection or his good positioning because he seems so lead-footed. Um, but tonight, I mean, you saw kind of the same way with Kuzma. You saw the full facet of freaking Marcus Gasol, dude. 12 points, 8 assists. I, four of those must have been bounce passes. 7 awesome. rebounds, 4 blocks. Four of four from the field, three of three from three-point land, one of which was that Steph Curry shot from, like, 35, where I was like, oh, you're going to shoot that one. Okay. I mean, what a revelation Marc Gasol was. I mean, all the good things that we saw in the preseason kind of all came together in tonight's game, and it was so Spurs the beautiful game type stuff with Marc Gasol out there. Dude, the ball movement, the guys moving across the court, zigzagging just because they knew when Mark's on the floor, you better move, move, move. Because, I mean, the way he was shifting the defense by just standing there and doing his weird curl around passes to people like in stride. It's pure Queen's Gambit type stuff where the board <laughs> is just moving every which way, but Mark sees it all happening and he's just picking which is the best option, you know, out of four different options that he could go to because he's that talented a passer. Uh, so, Alan, what were your thoughts on Mr. Marcus All? He was seven foot tall Rajon Rondo <laughs> yeah. tonight. You know what I mean? Where it's like, dude, this guy is just picking this team apart. Um, and, and, you know, not to take anything away, but it is like the Minnesota Timberwolves who were missing Carl Anthony Towns. But this is still the type of game that we could have come out flat knowing that played down to the level of competition. It's a Sunday evening, weird kind of deal, whatever. But then if we start saying stuff like that, we sound like Paul George making excuses for ourselves. <laughs> right. So, I mean, Mark was Obviously, of the three games so far, this is like totally makes up for the first two, which didn't go so well. But you could see the chemistry starting to develop for sure. I'm sure that in practice, like they, they've been learning how to play off of each other. And clearly, like the give and go two man game is uh, what we went to very often tonight. Where, you know, LeBron will dish it to Mark in the post. He'll reverse pivot around. Then LeBron's already gone, right, on like a mm-hmm. backdoor cut. Um, but like you said, bounce passes, whip around bounce passes before the defense even has a chance to like know where they are at on the court. Um, yeah, we just – he did a masterful job of like orchestrating um, a lot of things out there tonight. And then, um, you know, him stroking it from three-point land, I mean, that's just – that's like the icing on the cake once again because we expect him – offensively at this point to be like that distributor that 
point center, I guess, which is such a crazy thing to even say. Like, <laughs> that's what we expect you to do, dude. Like, be the point center. <laughs> like, that's normal. And then just on top of that, if you're scoring, I mean, shoot, you know, we'll 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 friggin' take that too. Um, and you know, defensively, he was doing his below the rim kind of deflecting, right? So he's not a rim protector. We know that. We've heard so many times about Dwight, JaVale, whatever. Well, he, like, is really good at stripping the ball, though, from the waist up, you know, mm-hmm. um, on the defensive side of the ball. So, uh, yeah, heck of a game from Mark tonight. Super happy for him. Um, I, I feel like he just had to get, like, that one under his belt, you know, where things are going well. Yeah. And, and I feel like uh, that's going to go a long ways going forward. Yeah, dude, he had that one full court pass above his head oh where he flung gosh. it off the rebound to Kyle Kuzma for like the dunk. I was like, yep. oh man, that's incredible. Like, how fun is this, dude? I've never seen a guy affect the game in such a way without moving a single step. You know, it's amazing. I have. It's that Kevin Love type of exactly, full court. Yeah. You know, we hear about Wes Unseld, who none of us like watched play, obviously. But it, yeah, it is that that style. I mentioned he's like a beacon or a lighthouse, but I also have likened him to being an EDM DJ because he's only in one spot in the booth (laughs) with the light strobing out from him. But he's the one who's got the entire crowd and the vibe working. You know what I mean? Like he sets the tempo of everything. (laughs) Marcus saw with the one. He has like that one ear ear plug or whatever. What's it called? (laughs) Like one headphone? Yeah, one headphone. (laughs) You guys can see it, right? You'll never see Marcus all the same way again. Oh my uh, god! Anyways, yeah, I mean, what a revelation! I know EDM's tonight. not really your genre, but <laughs> can you like compare him to any DJ? Um, Griffin. I don't right. know. There <laughs> you go. There's one. Or Ky- I guess Kygo's not really an EDM guy, but anyways, one of those guys. Um, if anyone has an idea out there in the comments and the ratings and the reviews and all that. Put, put it in there. <laughs> Someone give us a Photoshop of Marcus all with one <laughs> with one headphone on, <laughs> like work in the crowd because I'm too lazy to do it. Um, uh. But anyways, in terms of Mark finding his footing here, I think a, a big reason why was obviously, I think in the previous games with both Anthony Davis and LeBron James in there, they weren't really running the offense through him. In fact, he was almost just floating on the perimeter like Kyle Kuzma. I think today they made a more concerted effort to run the offense through him, you know, give it to him at the top of the key, and then everybody move, you know? He wasn't just a, a simple standstill, let me space the floor for everybody. He was like a catalyst as well. So I think that that was, I hope moving forward, they continue to stagger the roles more appropriately where, yeah, he can start with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, but give him a few possessions too where he is the one sort of dictating where people are going or who's going to get the ball. Um, and then even stagger it better and have him play with some of the bench unit uh, when Kyle Kuzma's there with Trez, you know, because I just think those guys, especially the guys who are, you know, quick and speedy and have some athleticism to them, athleticism to them those are the dudes who work the best with Marcus All, you know, because Kuzma, Trez, THT, Caruso, I mean, th- you can see the pep in their step already just by having Mark out there, and it's it's so insane. It's so much fun to watch just seeing him sling the ball uh, left and right and um, just absolutely drive the, the defense in, like insane and d- just drive them crazy because they don't know how to defend guys who are moving because I think so many teams, like just fundamentally you're used to guarding man-to-man, right? But with Marc Gasol on the floor, you're not. It, it seems like you're guarding transition all the time. 
You know what I mean? Because with Mark out there, everybody's in half transition, zipping to and fro from baseline to baseline, from this three-point line to this to the other end. So it's it's just crazy. Um, all right, we'll take it to break. When we return, we will just talk about our general thoughts on the team as a whole, how they've looked these last two games. We didn't get to cover the, the Mavericks game, so we can sprinkle in some thoughts from there, there as well. So yeah, we'll take it to break, and uh, we'll catch you after that. All right, so we are back. Uh, the last two games the Lakers have played have been phenomenal. They played the Dallas Mavericks and ab- absolutely whooped them as well, 138 to 115. Anthony Davis played that game and had a stellar game with 28 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, LeBron James had 22 points, 10 assists, and it was just, uh, yeah, that's the game where Dennis Schroeder and Trez absolutely balled the hell out. Um I guess in totality, seeing the last two games, Alan, what have you seen from this team and just how good they can be? Because, you know, I mentioned it tonight. It's crazy that we did all this without Anthony Davis. <laughs> you know, it's just, I think seeing how there are in, in a few sequences, the beautiful game sequences, we probably saw like five or six passes before anyone shot the ball. And Sometimes that can seem like fluff where you're overpassing it. But tonight I felt like, no, we were actually bending the defense and trying to find the exact best shot. So the movement, the spacing, the passing, I think never has that phrase, the ball finds energy, been more evident than tonight. So, um, yeah, what have your thoughts been in totality of the team as you see them sort of getting to know each other better? But we are only scratching the surface of what this team can do. Short training camp. Short off season, abbreviated preseason, and it's like we've already gelled, you know, so well with each other. The chemistry is already so strong. Uh, it looks like, granted, again, whatever, two games, uh, we're like in mid-season form already. Um, but like you said, we've only really scratched the surface, uh, which is crazy to think of just how much like more well-oiled this machine is going to become you said spurs-esque earlier totally agree with that um i feel like like you said like the ball finds energy and those are the principles that this team is already adhering to and buying into so quickly um and and yet you know you still have your moments where dennis Schroeder is just going to take a guy off the dribble right and then he'll lay it up you have Montrez Harrell occasionally isolating, right? Doing his thing, dribble between the legs a couple times, cross the guy over, go strong to the rim with a hook shot, jump hook, whatever it is. Um, and the fact that, you know, they combined for 50 points on Christmas Day. Um, <laughs> I mean, when you look at that box score, it's like, oh, here's our, our big four, you know? Yeah. You got LeBron, AD, and then you got uh, Trez, and you've got Shooter, you know? Um it's crazy, man. I mean, it's only been a week, you know, since the first game of the season. Um, so those are my thoughts. It's crazy. It's It really does feel like when we retooled after the first championship in the year 2000 and then came back with 2001 even, you know, stronger and having an even more mm-hmm. formidable uh, roster. And uh, the fact that the turnaround was just so quick makes it even crazier and like fun but difficult to digest in the best way possible yeah i totally agree with you um through three games yes small sample size 
Kyle Kuzma is shooting eight of 13 from three-point land. That's good for 61% from three. Um, and I think the last two games, you've seen So how seen many it, threes have the Warriors made this season? <laughs> uh, exactly. I know. The, we Sad. look like the Splash Brothers, considering I think Kelly Oubre and Andre, Andre Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins are like two for 17 from three. Like Steph Curry is struggling as well. He was five for 15 tonight. I mean... I, we we talked about it like after the first game that we saw some nice glimpses from Kuzma in the preseason of him just shooting off the curl really quickly and not even dribbling the ball. We've seen an extension of that the last two games where I've never seen him shoot this quickly. Maybe since his you know freshman year, you know his rookie summer season. league. We're like this guy looks like Clay Thompson. I know it's it's tonight nuts. it was. It was wet, dude. <laughs> it was so wet, and he wasn't hesitating. That's the biggest thing, I feel like, with Kuz. Yeah. He's confident in that shot just coming off the curl, even without his feet set. Because at that point, you just get your shoulders set, right? And if you can be that type of shooter who can come off a screen like that without having your feet set, I mean, that will be huge if Kuzma can even maintain some sort of consistency with that shot. Uh, but you mentioned, you know, Trez and Schroeder, who really showed out against Dallas. They weren't as needed tonight, but dude, I'm consistently so amazed by how skilled and offensively potent Trez is whenever he breaks guys off the dribble and just his finishing touch. It's crazy. It's like such a insane combo of strength and bully ball, but at the same time, just being able to finesse that ball into the hoop at any angle. I mean, 22 points the last game, seven rebounds, two assists. His passing has been really impressive, actually, finding Kuzma on those backdoor cuts. Um, Schroeder, 18 points, six assists the last game, just really cutting up the defense at times on his own. And he had this one play where Marcus Gasol gave him a screen and he went above it and then just pulled up very nicely for a mid-range jump shot. And I know it was a very simple play, but I was like, Man, when's the last time we had a guard like that who could consistently knock that mid-range jump shot down because the defense is so scared of him driving the ball, you know? It was very CP3-esque, and mm. just him being able to knife into the lane like the Nick way Van that he Exel. does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Jeez. D'Angelo Russell, but we've never seen D'Angelo Russell in a competitive playoff sense. So, I mean, the two of them... And I, and, I, and I don't think they've fully even gelled with the rest of the team yet. They're just purely working, working off of their own talent, which is insane to think about. Um, yeah, and, and it's crazy that because we have such talented individuals that it kind of stems the tide for our chemistry time, if that makes any sense. Like, while we're continuing to learn each other, we're just going to blow teams out because individually we're this talented. Like, Kyle Kuzma can one night go for 23-3 and three and Marcus Gasol can hit three threes. Montrez can hit 22 points and then Dennis Schroeder can get a triple-double. It's it's nuts, dude. I I can't say enough about this team. I guess, has there, has there been anything that's impressed you about uh, Trez and Schroeder specifically about... I guess the last game against the Mavericks, because that's where they really like, you know, pushed it metal. Well, I don't even, I don't even know my <laughs> push the metal to the pedal. <laughs> push the metal to the pedal is I think where I was going there. So yeah, your thoughts on Trez and Schroeder. Um, I mean, beyond the stuff that we just talked about, like how great they are individually, you know, um, I feel like there's been a lot of strong communication too. Yeah. Like just watching they're, always talking to guys like the second uh we enter a huddle you know during a timeout 
you've got Caruso and Trez and you know all the guys like huddling up together having very like animated conversations that are clearly not to use like buzzwords but like, very collaborative you know what I mean like mm-hmm. everyone's trying to get on the same page right now and you can see like there's a sense of urgency I think in the body language of like this is really important right now that we all understand what our concepts are. We're on the same page and it's the second game of the season. Um, and, and I think that there's like this trust factor that's there too for the new guys, right? Like a shooter, like Trez talking to dudes who were just on the team that won the championship. Like Caruso's the one teaching them, you know what I mean? And like pointing mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I get it. I get it. Um, and that's something that has stood out to me. You know, just paying attention to that body language, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, you look at guys like Shooter and Tress who've been around for a while and they're proven veterans and they're hot commodities, you know, they're wanted around the league. And then here they are listening to like Alex Caruso, <laughs> you know, like very like intently paying attention to what he's saying. Um, so it's just a strong team with very strong principles. You know, you, you can yeah. see it. Uh, and that's what happens, you know, when you win a championship, I suppose. Yeah, and I just quickly want to shout out, we haven't even mentioned Markeith Morris at all, who I feel like has been very solid the last two games. Very solid. He had seven points, six rebounds, knocked down another three tonight. But against Dallas, he had nine points, seven rebounds, two assists. I think he hit a couple threes. The fact that he's this effective in only 15 minutes a game, what a testament to the team and just guys being ready, knowing that, man, I only got this short amount of time to play. And them being ready to contribute and contribute efficiently and not complaining about anything. I think Wes Matthews is even starting to gain a groove, at least defensively. You know, if he's not finding his shot, it doesn't matter. He's going to be that workhorse down low who strips guys of the ball and really bodies them up and just is that aggressor. Um, So I I really like that from him. Uh, Caruso tonight, I think he hit another three. His three-point shot's been, been going down. Had that nice hook shot. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was really nice. That was that was fun. And then, um, who else did I want to shout out? Oh, THT finally got some more runs tonight. 21 minutes. Had 12 points, 3 assists, 2 steals. Had that crazy chase down block, as you referenced yeah. earlier. Um, hit two threes, including a six step back one. Ridiculous in step back, dude. <laughs> and then he had that one He's on James Jared. Harden, but in better shape. Yeah, and he had that one drive on Jarrett Culver where he just took him off the dribble from like the top yeah. of the key and then just rubbed him off with his shoulders and then scooped it in. That that easy lay in, man. Just and and I will say tonight he was a little bit more wild. Was kind of forcing the issue a couple of times and had a couple like really crazy drives where he just flung the ball. You know, maybe in two years he gets the foul call every time on that, but not yet. You know. Um, but with that said, the fact that he can continue to like put his head down, not be discouraged by those early failures, and continue to just play his game, shoot his shot. He even had three assists that I thought were... He had a really nice assist to Trez, I think, where he drove it into the lane and then kind of almost did the Kyle Kuzma like, behind-the-back sort of you know yeah, 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 shovel yeah. pass to him. So, wraparound pass. So, THT, great minutes once again, and I hope he continues to get some burn. But again, I'm watching this team, Alan, the last two games, and I, I as, as Frank Vogel, I'm just like, how do I get these guys minutes? Like, <laughs> all of these guys are so good. I feel like I'm shortchanging at least like three or four guys on a nightly basis. You know what I mean? Um, I guess the positive is like I have veterans on this team who, you know, 
hopefully don't have the types of egos that need to constantly be stroked because they know they're, you know, fighting for a larger goal. So that probably helps everything. But just, yeah, I'd, I'd feel a little bit guilty not giving, you know, Caruso his due or mm. Wes Matthews his due. And honestly, even THT is like, dude, every time I put this guy out there, he produces. It doesn't matter. So, I mean, two steals, one block tonight. Alfonso McKinney even looked good, dude. I know. Like I'm not, I'm not yeah. even joke. I'm not even trolling. Like his energy was good. He had like a really nice put back dunk. Uh, he was active. Hit a nice pull up jump shot. So, Costas, man, he had a couple blocks. He, <laughs> he did. Okay, <laughs> like, actually, probably, he looked good on defense. <laughs> he looked good on defense on offense. I don't know what this this guy's That's playing right. a different sport out there, dude. He's playing soccer or something. <laughs> um, hey, but look, the Lakers are are looking amazing. Uh, the offense is just. I mean, what a sight to watch, and Anthony Davis is hopefully going to be back uh, tomorrow against the Portland Trailblazers. Obviously, uh, high offensive power with their guard play. Hopefully, we'll be locked in defensively, and um, yeah, man, this is just going to be a, a fun team to watch develop and grow together, and we just have to pray for health at the end of the day. So, uh, With that said, that'll do it for episode quick and easy, uh, light and fun, and uh yeah, as usual, please follow us on Twitter at Lakers Legacy Pod. Please also rate and review us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. You can also catch our shows on YouTube. Just search us on, just search Lakers Legacy as your YouTube channel. Um, and I usually post the the, episode, the full episodes about a day or so after I post the podcast link. So look out for that. Um, and yeah, with that said, Alan, it's lit. It's lit. Not for the Clippers, though. Oof. <laughs> Yikes. So many Clippers jokes. So many, um, <laughs> so many like Clippers counting points jokes tonight, where it's like, Cal Kuzma has 20 points at the half. The Clippers had 27 at the half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so bad, but it was so fun. So good. I think the Celtics lost tonight, too. The Bucks lost to the Knicks. The Sixers lost to the Cavs. And the Lakers just absolutely destroyed their opponent without Anthony Davis. So what a time. All right, Alan, I'll catch you later. All right, dude. Laters. See ya. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.